0: Hi, everyone. How are we doing? It's Thursday. Yes, indeed. Nearly at the weekend. How are we doing? I'm Lucy here in Leafy Surrey in the United Kingdom. For those of you that don't know me, I hope you're doing well. This is my podcast to share with you some of my favourite old time radio shows. So if you've only just joined, then welcome. I hope you you like what you hear and uh, you can always give me some feedback whether you do or not, on my Instagram or YouTube channels, uh, Foxy Geek Girl. Or you can also join my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Foxy How's your day gone? How's your week gone? It would be lovely to hear from you. I've had a relatively normal day, but this evening I am full to the brim. I have been out for a meal for a very good friend of mine's birthday and I've eaten far too much. But if you can't do that on a celebration, then what can you do indeed? And because I'm kind of known in my little circle for being the person that bakes the birthday cakes, I did also provide the birthday cake, which went down a treat, I have to say. Nice vanilla sponge with strawberries and cream, which you can't go wrong with, I think. Anyway, it seemed to it seemed to go down a treat, so that's the main thing. That was a very nice evening, but now I definitely, definitely feel sleepy. So I think the old-time radio show tonight is going to really help me relax because I feel very full to the point whereby I can't really move. <laughs> definitely far too much food. But, you know, when you go to a nice restaurant, resta- some restaurants, though, they really do power your plate high, don't they? And I would never eat as much as that when I'm at home. But they just put so much food on your plate. And then you think, oh, I've got to pay for this. So I may as well eat it or don't want to waste it. But yeah, it definitely doesn't do good for the diet. And it doesn't feel do good for the way you feel afterwards. And then, of course, I had to finish it off with a coffee. And oh, my goodness, I'm just pleased to get home and sit back and relax to let the food go down. So why don't you join me with tonight's latest episode of Dangerous Assignment? Yes, indeed. And you can sit back and relax for whatever you're doing, whether you are traveling from state to state delivering stuff in your truck, or whether you are putting your feet up after a long day at work, or whether you're just kind of getting ready to go to bed yourself, whatever you are doing, then have a listen to this one It's an episode called Malayan Starline Sabotage, and it was first broadcast in on the 16th of July, 1949.
1: The National Broadcasting Company brings you Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment. Over here. Here I am with the boat. Swim over this way. Here, let me help you aboard. Give me your hand. Come on. You set the charge of nitroglycerin? Good. And no one saw you leave the ship? Ah, right on schedule. The ship goes to the bottom... And only the two of us know the location.
2: <laughs>
1: and now. Wait. Wait, no. No, put down the knife. No. No, no, no. Oh. Three ships sunk in two weeks, Steve. And the last one cost the lives of six passengers. But,
2: Commissioner, why send me halfway around the world just because three ships were sunk?
1: Steve, those ships carried U.S. rehabilitation supplies. I see. Now, as usual, you'll pose as a foreign correspondent. Here's your
2: press credential, Steve. Your passport and plane ticket. Ruth, did you say plane ticket? You take off in two hours. Now, look, I was figuring on a little deal. Now, can't it wait till tomorrow? No, it can't
1: wait. And that's another <laughs> thing, Steve. On this assignment, there's to be no women and no gambling. It's strictly business, dangerous business.
2: Okay, Commissioner.
1: All right, Steve. Your first stop in Saigon is the Malayan Star Lines. The manager's name is Brevon. You've got your assignment... Get going. You've seen him in the great McGinty, as Major Devereaux in Wake Island, as Trampas in the Virginian. Now, here is our star, Brian Donnelly in another two-fisted portrayal as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment. The time, now. The place, Saigon, inscrutable city of the Orient, where the ancient and the modern rub elbows in the narrow, crowded streets. Saigon, city of intrigue, of shadows, of forgotten men. Of danger.
2: Mr. Bravant, I believe you're in charge of the Malayan Star Lines here in Saigon.
1: That is correct, monsieur... Mitchell, Steve
2: Mitchell. I'm a foreign correspondent. I just flew in. I'd like an interview. There's not much of which to talk. Three ships of our lines sail for Singapore. The first night out in explosion, they're gone. Just like that, huh? We oui, just like that. Could uh, I take a look at the passenger list for those three ships? Certainly. I have them on my desk. Thank you. You don't carry many passengers? Only a few. Any survivors?
1: From the first sinking,
2: none. From the third sinking, also none. How about the second? One. Who is it? An Englishman named Dixon, the cook. Is he around anywhere? I'd like to talk to him. Aran, tell the Englishman Dixon to come to my office. Most of your crews have been with the line quite a while.
1: It is the exception rather than the rule, monsieur. Out here, one must take what men one can get. I see.
2: What kind of cargo were your ships carrying? That is the mystifying part, monsieur.
1: Here are the cargo lists. As you see, the Malayan star lines carry American rehabilitation supplies, teakwood, spices, rubber, the usual. This
2: uh, teakwood, I notice all of it comes from the same place. Yes, the plantation of
1: monsieur Surat. It is inland, up the Saigon River. Come in. You wanted to see me, Mr. Bravant? Uh, oui, yes. Uh, this gentleman is Monsieur Mitchell, a journalist.
2: Nice to meet you, sir. Hi. Uh, Mr. Bravant tells me you're the only survivor from the second sinking. I'm the only one from any of them. That makes you pretty lucky, doesn't it? <laughs> lucky I ain't off of it. Look, uh, did you notice anything unusual aboard your ship before the explosion? Well... I was back aft, getting a breath of air before turning in, I was. And I noticed a silhouette of a small boat in the moonlight. Off our starboard beam, she was. And running without lights. Without lights? That's right. Anything else? I didn't have time to notice anything else, mister. Because just then there's a sheet of flame. The whole ship goes up in the air, and the next thing I know, I'm holding on to a spar in the water for dear life. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you any idea what your ship's position was when she went down? Near as I can figure, we was in shoal water close to Polo Condori.
1: That is an island a hundred miles off the coast of Indochina, monsieur. But of course, it is but a guess. We
2: have no way of knowing the exact location. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for the information. I think it ought to make a good yarn. Do you intend to remain here in Saigon long? That depends. I'd like to talk to Mr. Surratt, the plantation owner. Do you know where I might find him?
1: There is a gambling casino just down the street, monsieur. If he is in Saigon, he will be there. Good. I'm beginning to feel lucky. I am certain you will not lack four games of chance in Saigon, monsieur. I personally find gambling a bore, but it would seem I am in the minority. Yeah, I guess you are.
2: Well, thanks for the story. I'll see you around. Hmm. He's an
1: inquisitive gent, ain't he, Mr. Pavone? Yes, he is indeed. Newspaper chap, that is what he said. Dixon, tell Aran to answer my telephone for me. I am going out for a while. Sixteen, right, even. Sorry, Monsieur, you lose again.
2: Look, this game is slow death. Haven't you got something with a little more action in it? And, Monsieur would perhaps mm. prefer the dice table downstairs. That's a thought. Thanks. Oh. Oh. oh! I beg your pardon. Oh
3: no, it is my fault, monsieur.
2: <laughs> Let me pick up your
3: chip. Oh, you are most kind, monsieur. It was very clumsy of me.
2: As a matter of fact, I bumped into you deliberately. It was the only way I could think of to meet you.
3: Monsieur has a ready wit. <laughs> All bet's
2: down. If you're looking for something to tack on after the monsieur, it's Mitchell. Steve Mitchell.
3: They call me Leanna, monsieur.
2: (laughs) They picked a nice name. Well, here are your chips.
3: You pick up my chips and my luck with them. You must allow me to buy you a drink, huh? You see, I am superstitious.
2: Good, so am I. And having a drink with you is suddenly a superstition of mine. (laughs)
3: Let
2: us go to the bar. Liana. Liana. Well, I should have known you wouldn't be alone.
3: It is only my brother, monsieur.
2: Oh, Where are you going, Liana?
3: It is all right, Matik. I'm sure the American will take good care of me. Uh, Monsieur Steve Mitchell, my brother, Matik.
2: Hello. Your servant, Effendi.
3: Here, Matique, you play some of my chips while we have our drink. Come along, Steve.
2: You uh, live here in Saigon, Liana?
3: For the most part. But I'm restless. I travel a lot. Tomorrow night I leave for Singapore.
2: Oh? (laughs) I guess my luck hasn't changed after all. I will not be gone long. How are you going to Singapore?
3: I travel by tramp steamer. It is not so boring.
2: Oh, not on the Malay star lines.
3: Why, yes. Ah, here we are.
2: Sort of crowded right here. Why don't we move down to the other end? Uh, there all is right. room here. I will move over. Oh, thank you. No trouble, sir. No trouble at all. What will you have, Stephen? Bourbon and... Uh, hey. What is it? I just saw someone I know, Leanna. Uh, excuse me just a minute. Of course. Be back in minute. I
3: will order the drink.
2: Well, my dear.
3: He seems interested in the Malayan star line, sir.
2: So you think he is involved?
3: It is possible.
2: Very well. I will proceed on that assumption. Boy, come here.
4: Oui, monsieur.
2: I want a message delivered for me. Good evening, Mr. Bravant. Huh? Oh, Monsieur Mitchell, is it not? Have you written your story yet? Not yet. I'm a little surprised to see you here at the casino. When we talked this afternoon, you told me gambling bored you. It does. But I do find interest in observing
1: gamblers, Monsieur. Particularly when high stakes are involved. Oh? Monsieur, I congratulate you on the speed with which you have made yourself acquainted in Saigon. What do you mean? Did I not observe you conversing at the bar with Surat? Surratt?
2: The stout gentleman... You mean the guy who was standing next to me, the one with the face like a toad?
1: <laughs> your description does not flatter him, but it is accurate. Hmm.
2: Well, thanks, Laurent. I'll see you around. Undoubtedly, monsieur. I'm oh, sorry I took so long, Leon. Oh,
3: it is quite all right. Well, here is your drink.
2: Thanks, Say, uh, what happened to the guy who was next to me here, the one who moved over to make room?
3: Oh, I did not know Steve. I was not noticing. Hmm. Surratt. Is that his name?
2: Yeah. Well, cheers.
3: Cheers. (laughs) Monsieur Mitchell. Steve Mitchell. Over here, boy. You are a busy man, Steve.
2: (laughs) I seem to be.
3: Monsieur
4: Mitchell? Yeah, what is it? Uh, You are wanted outside, monsieur.
2: Oh? By whom?
4: Oh, he not give name, monsieur. But he say... Quite urgent. Okay. Here. Oh, thank you, monsieur.
3: Uh I know, I know. You will be gone but a minute. Yes, I will wait for you.
4: Mitchell Effendi. Who are you? You are Steve Mitchell?
2: What do you want, a calling card? Yeah, I'm Steve Mitchell. Now, suppose you tell me why you got me out here.
4: I am Dalai. I suggest that we walk, Effendi.
2: Oh. You always suggest with a gun, Dalai?
4: When it is necessary, Effendi. Come.
2: Mind telling me where we're going?
4: Certainly not. Right around the corner here and into the alley. he in here, and dark, effendi.
2: Wait a minute, looks like we've got company in here.
4: It is, but my friend Banjak, Jack, effendi.
2: Oh, hello. What's the matter? Is he bashful?
4: He cannot speak. His tongue was removed by force some years ago, but he is strong and willing. Ban Why you? That reminder from Banjak will serve to open the conversation.
2: Look. I don't know what this is all about. But... To be brief, Effendi,
4: you have information which I require. The locations of the three sunken ships.
2: The ships? You think I know where they were sunk?
4: Banja Look! Perhaps that will refresh your memory.
2: How can I tell you the location when I don't know them? Again,
4: Banjak. I tell you, this isn't
2: gonna do you any good. I don't know where those ships were sunk.
4: Very well. If you intend to be stubborn, you may proceed, Banjac. I told you not to resist. (laughs) Well,
2: you think I'm going to stand here and let this big ape make mince meat out of me? Very well, Effendi.
4: It is a pity the Effendi bleeds so easily, Banjak. But I must not deprive you of extended enjoyment. You may kick him. I will tell you when to stop.
1: The National Broadcasting Company is bringing you Brian Donlevy, starring in the role of Steve Mitchell in the second of an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment. The time the next morning... The place, a luxuriously furnished bedroom in a spacious villa near Saigon, overlooking the sea. Oh. <laughs> ah. You are awake at last, Defendi.
2: Eh, you can call it that. Well. Hey, wait a minute. You're Liana's brother, aren't you? Matik. Your servant, Effendi. Look, would you mind telling me how I got into this harem? <laughs> You are in the house of my sister, Liana. How did I get here? Well, Liana became worried when you did not return to the casino last night. We went outside to look for you and found you crawling out of the alley badly beaten. So we brought you home with us. You are all bloody. How do you feel now? All bloody? Hey, help me out of this mink-lined cradle, will you? Oh, of course. Where are my pants? Hey, wait a minute. No, 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 no. It was I who put you to bed. And here are your pants. Thanks. Where's Liana? Swimming in the ocean.
1: Come. You can see her out the window.
2: Hey, she's quite a swimmer, isn't she? Does she always swim out that far? Oh, yes. Every morning. (laughs) Well, I'm not that ambitious this morning, but a dip would do me good.
3: A swimmer, yourself. (laughs)
2: Thanks. That water made me feel almost human again. Any cigarettes around here?
3: Uh Right here on my robe. Here you are. (laughs) (sighs) You you look much better than when we found you last night. You
2: You know, you've taken off a good care of me, Liana. Why? Why? Oh, perhaps.
3: Perhaps there have been... There so are many places, many times, many men in my life, and with me there's always been the same. But then last night, I saw you, and I knew you were something different.
2: How different hmm.
3: does does that make your bruises feel better?
2: It helps, you know that's a kind of medicine I could get addicted to, Liana.
3: Perhaps. Perhaps when I return from Singapore, there will be more time to become addicted.
2: Maybe. When do you sail?
3: At eight tonight, on the Malayan Queen.
2: Uh, I guess my luck's still no good. <laughs> okay, look, I gotta go back to my hotel and pick up a change of clothes. But anyway, I'll be down to see you off tonight. you get in here? I am Surratt. I learned you were registered at this hotel, so I took the liberty of waiting here in your room. Quite a liberty, wasn't it? An occasion demands it. The courtesies must be omitted. What's the occasion? I will be brief. Mr. Mitchell, I will assume you are a man who is interested in money. That's a safe assumption, Surratt. I believe you're in possession of certain information, which is of value to me. Here we go again. Sir? Look, you happen to know a couple of cutthroats named Dailai and Benjack? Benjack's a big lug with no tongue. Dailai and Benjack? I have not had the pleasure of their acquaintance, sir. Oh, it's no pleasure, believe me. Sir? I'll skip it. Now, what's this about certain information I have? I will not waste words. Ten thousand American dollars for the location of the sunken ships. Ten thousand? Means a lot to you, doesn't it? You've been shipping teakwood on the and star line, haven't you? From my plantation up the river, sir. It is a matter of record. I didn't know Teakwood was that valuable. i repeat my offer. Ten thousand American dollars. Uh, I'll have to have a little time to think it over, Surratt. I cannot grant you much time, sir. I'm sailing tonight on the Malayan Queen. You have until 7.30 this evening. Okay. I will expect your answer before sailing time. Until then, good day, sir. Starline. Uh, Mr. Bravant, please. I am sorry, sir, but he's gone. Gone? Yes, sir, on a business trip. He is sailing in half an hour on the Malayan Queen. Could, could you get word to him that, uh, uh... Never mind, I'll call you back. Come in. Mitchell. Dixon, what's the matter? A knife in my back. What happened? Malayan Queen, ready to sail. Yeah, I know. I saw someone go aboard that was on the other ship. You mean the ship that was sunk? Yes. Who was it? Followed me
1: here and stabbed me.
2: Who stabbed you? I... (sighs) Dixon. Dixon! Sorry to keep you waiting, Mr. Mitchell, but I don't leave the bridge until we're out of the channel. That's okay, Captain. Captain. I'd like you to look at these credentials. They'll explain who I am and why I'm aboard your ship. Hmm. You're investigating the recent sinkings. Yes, Captain. A couple of people seem awfully interested in the location of those sunken ships. I'm kicking an idea around that maybe there was something pretty valuable aboard them. Hmm. What would it be? I don't know. Are you carrying the same sort of cargo on this ship that was on the others? Yes, as far as I know. Another shipment of teak wood from Surratt's plantation? There is. Also some American rehabilitation supplies. Hmm. Tell me, could those rehabilitation supplies be salvaged after they were sunk? Oh, no, no. The water had ruined them. Captain, suppose you wanted to sink a ship and recover something from it later. What? Where would you sink it? Uh, I suppose in shallow water. Yeah. Now, what's the first shallow water we'll be passing through tonight? Well, let's see. We'll pass through the Diablo Shoals a little after midnight. Depth there is only 15 fathoms. I see. Is that the passenger list on your desk? Yes, here. Hmm. Yeah, looks like the gang's all here. Bravant, Liana, her brother Matique, and Surratt. Captain, I need your full cooperation. Why, certainly. What is it? I'd like you to order these four passengers to be in Bravant's stateroom three hours from now at 11 tonight. Bravant, I demand an explanation of this, being hauled up to your cabin like a common criminal. But, Monsieur Sugart,
1: I am as much in the dark as you.
2: I do not think it necessary to point out that this may cost you my business, Bravant. If you would only tell us the
1: reason for all this, Effendi Bravant.
3: Matique, I am sure there must be a good reason for all this. If we are but patient, we will learn what it is.
1: Here is the man who is responsible, Monsieur Mitchell.
2: Steve! Hello, Liana. Matique. Your servant, Effendi. Good evening, sir. Surratt. Apparently, you forgot our appointment, Mr. Mitchell. I didn't forget it. I had a couple of other things to take care of. Perhaps, sir, you'll be good enough to explain what this is all about. Sure, I'll explain. I'll make it short. I think one of you is responsible for the sinkings of those three ships. You are joking, Steve. Sorry, Leona. But, but to suggest that I could have anything to do with it. You're a good swimmer. I'm afraid I'll have to count you in. Oh, it is so ridiculous to think that I or my brother could be involved in such a thing. You make a serious charge against us, Offendi. I know.
1: This is an insult to my long years of service on the line. Perhaps it is a serious charge as far
2: as the others are concerned, Mr. Mitchell. But to suspect that I am involved is ridiculous. Much valuable teakwood of mine was sunk with those ships. Yeah. And maybe it's more valuable than I thought at first. What do you mean by that, sir? I'll let it ride for the time being because I've got another piece of news for you. Of course, it isn't really news to one of you.
3: What do you mean, Steve?
2: There was a ship's cook named Dixon, survivor of one of the sinkings. Tonight, he saw one of you come aboard. He recognized you as being on that other ship. So whichever one of you it was, killed him to shut his mouth. I assure you, this is the first of these ships I've been aboard, sir, and also the last. One of you four is the killer and dynamiter. That person has a bomb planted on this ship and plans to dive overboard before the explosion. And that explosion is due for about midnight, 45 minutes from now. Steve, this is ridiculous. Is it? Just keep your eyes on that clock, all of you. Nobody's going to leave this cabin for the next 45 minutes. We're going to sweat it out together. Just watching that minute hand creep around to midnight. 11.30. Anyone feel like talking yet? Really, Mitchell. Really what, Haven't you
3: carried this silly joke far enough, Steve?
1: There is only one way to prove he is mistaken in his suspicions, Liana. That is to wait.
2: Can't we get a little air into this cabin? It's so infernally hot. You know something, Surratt? It's gonna get a lot hotter. Seven minutes to midnight. We reach shallow water in about ten minutes. That means ten minutes before the ship gets blown up. Anybody's tongue loosening up, Surratt? I demand to be released from this pest hole. Bravant, you must be insane. Liana? To think I once considered you Yeah, to... yeah, save the romance. Matik, how about you? You feel like talking? When one knows nothing, one can say nothing offended. Okay, keep watching that minute hand, hmm? I can't stand this any longer. I've got to get out of here. You've got to let me go. So you're the one, Surratt? No, no, no. You must believe me. I would be the last one in the world to blow those ships up. Why? Surratt! There's, there's gold hidden in those crates of cheek wood. Surratt,
3: you fool. He was only bluffing. Now you have told him. You haven't
2: told me enough. Keep talking. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have nothing more to say. Look, Surratt, three ships have been sunk on account of this. Now open up. Start talking. No, no. I... You better talk before I beat it out of you. Now spill it. All right, all right. During the war, an air raid, a ship carrying gold bullion steamed up the river to escape. But it was sunk near my plantation. I think I can take it from there. You recovered the gold, and this is the way you've been sneaking it out of Indochina, huh? Hidden in crates of teakwood? Yes, it was Liana's Shut idea. Shut up, But someone must have found out about the gold and has been sinking the ships. Yeah, in shallow water so they can get the gold later. Fendi Mitchell, now that we know Surat so is guilty, you will please allow me to leave. I have a headache. Mitchell, uh, it is almost midnight. Yeah, nobody's leaving until I find out who's mined this ship. But Fendi Mitchell, you I... You keep looking at your watch, Matique. Why? Matique...
3: Matik, what is the... Ma- Matik, you didn't. You did. You put the explosives on this ship, too. You were going to jump overboard and leave me here, you...
2: Where'd you plant it, Matik? Where did you plant it? Let me out of here. You're not going anywhere. The nitroglycerin will explode in two minutes. Matik, you sank those ships. You and Liana betrayed me. Very well. Surratt, put that gun away. Surratt! Surratt! And for you,
1: Surratt. Liana... Surratt!
2: Grab that gun, Bravant. Wait, oui, wait, oui, wait. Oui. Matik, where's the nitrogrycerin? Where is it? Oh. Sarat, you jughead. You killed the only man who knew where it was hidden. We've got a minute and 50 seconds to find that nitro. Genius. Any ideas, Bravant? Matik could not have put it below decks. Men are stationed all over the ship. It must be in this cabin. Come on. Come on. get back, Bravant. Wish, oui, wish. Oui. Take that side of the room. I'll take this. All right. It's got to be in here somewhere. It's got to be.
1: There's nothing over here, Mitchell.
2: Wait a minute. Listen. There's something kicking. Uh, yes, yes, I did it. Under the bunk. Look, that black suitcase. Easy, Throw oh, it overboard. Throw it overboard quick. Yeah, i got to get out of the way, Vermont i got to get it over the rail. Hurry, Mitchell, hurry. Only a few seconds more we'll explode through it as far as you can. You don't have to tell me that. Hit the deck. Uh,
1: Mitchell, are you all right, Mitchell?
2: <sighs> yeah except that I'm about five years older, Captain. Whew. That was close. Yeah, too close. Probably buckled a few of the ship's plates. Yeah, well, you better put Surratt under arrest. You can turn him over to the authorities when the ship reaches port. Yeah. Chances of getting the gold that's already been sunk are pretty slim, but there's probably a lot of it still at Surratt's plantation. The government can check that. Mitchell,
1: allow me to say I have never seen one so calm in the face of danger. All the time we were waiting in my cabin after I realized what your plan was, my heart was in my
2: throat. You think mine wasn't? It was choking me. (laughs) Uh, Look at me, Bravant. I look like a fairly intelligent guy, don't I? Well, yes, of course. With a normal assortment of brains. Certainly. And a reasonable amount of common sense. But of course. And will you tell me something? What is it? Why did I ever get myself mixed up in a job like this?
1: You have just heard the second in an exciting new adventure series, *Dangerous Assignment*, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. *Dangerous Assignment* is written by Bob Reif and directed by Bill Carn, with music by Bruce Ashley. Be with us again next week at this same time when Brian Donlevy, starring as Steve Mitchell, will embark on another *Dangerous Assignment*. program came to you from hollywood this is nbc the national broadcasting company
0: welcome back i hope you enjoyed the latest episode of dangerous assignment i know i did i will be back again tomorrow night friday night at 6 p.m gmt for some more fabulous stories i think we've got a bit of comedy tomorrow night i can't remember what's in the schedule but i'm pretty sure it might be don't know i tell you what I'll figure it out by tomorrow. Why don't you join me tomorrow night and then you can find out for yourselves too. I'm sure it'll be a good one. Whatever it is, don't forget, you can check out my podcast page at patreon.com forward slash foxyafterdark. If you want me to do a shout out for you, then you need to get in touch. Can't wait to catch up with you all tomorrow. Same time for another episode of Foxy After Dark. Stay safe, guys. Always be kind. Love you all. Bye.